Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of The Roman Show for the week of December 15th. And we welcome bantamweight champion of Titan FC, Erwin Rivera, who takes on Danny Sabatello this Friday night at the Extreme Action Park live on UFC Fight Pass. We have both the champion and the challenger right here on this episode of The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Econ, or go fly. GNC, we're going. Tell you, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are going. Network, go. Covering, go. Capcom. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Well, welcome back. Your host here, Rodolfo Roman, joined by the one and only, the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. Thanks very much for joining us here again. George, you've been a little bit tied up, man, but welcome back as we get ready for the holiday season and, of course, the upcoming Sweetwater Pro Wrestling event in January. And of course, you forgot my nickname is Dashing. George. I did say Dashing. No, you didn't. So let me go ahead and do it. Is Dashing George Alonzo. And again, I am touring worldwide for different flavor margaritas. And today, I'm honored to uh, have a holiday flavor. In a candy cane margarita. Ah, see, I wouldn't mind tasting that one. Kind of a little sweet on the, uh, a little peppermintish. I'll, I'll save you some. All right, yeah, yeah, well, well, we could do that. We could do that. Hey, well, uh, it's another episode uh, here on the Roman Show. Again, we will welcome Titan FC champion Erwin Rivera and Danny Sabatello, undefeated fighter, getting an opportunity at the strap this Friday night. At the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale. It's the last event of 2020. And also on that fight card. You have boxing sensation Ulysses Diaz the monster. Making his debut against Steve Chesnick. And there's a lot of hype behind Diaz. He packs a punch. He has a a, a great record in boxing with 12 wins. Uh, He's a champion. And now he gets an opportunity to get inside the cage. Really curious uh, to see how Ulysses will perform inside the octagon, uh, octagon compared to the boxing ring. Also, Kamaru Usman's brother. Usman, as you know, defeated Kobe Covington this past weekend to retain his welterweight champion. While his brother, Mohamed Usman, will be in action this coming Saturday against Reggie Cato. Won't be surprised if his brother is there too, Kamaru, to support his brother so keep out, uh, an eye on that. Also, Mohamed Naimov, a uh, very familiar face in Titan FC, takes on Sean Brown. Christian Inestria versus John Ars. So you got a great fight card this coming Friday night. It's going to be live on UFC Fight Pass if you're an unable to make it to the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale. But if you can, we look forward to seeing you out there. Tickets are on sale. CageTIX.com is the website. That's KTIX.com forward slash Titan to get your tickets 
this weekend. But we'll talk some more Titan FC later on as we welcome Rivera and Sabatello later on in the program. But uh, I want to get some word out of the way here, George. You know, I competed in my first kickboxing Muay Thai tournament this weekend. And I have to tell you, I am walking today for only one reason. And that is because of the great, great stuff that I wore. My protection, my gloves, my uh, shin pads. And I got to give all the credit to Knockoff Fight Gear. They were the ones that provided me with the boxing gloves and the shin guards to go out there and compete, and I came out in one piece. So I'm still alive, George. A little limping, but I'm still alive, right? At least you came back in one piece. That's the important part. I'm still walking. Uh, Yeah, you're still walking. But now you're just one (laughs) step under because now I'm even more dashing, and now this show is dashing not because of both of us, but because of me. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make you believe that you believe that stuff. I'll, I'll go for it. But I want to give a special thanks to Knockout Fight Gear. It's the best gear out there available. They have geese, they have gloves, they have headgear. They got boxing bags, punching bags, the whole nine. So head on over to Knockout Fight Gear uh, on their website. Or you can just visit theromanshow.com to get more information. But visit knockoutboxing.us. To get the gear. And you know what the best thing about it is? It's very affordable. Very, very affordable. Trust me when I tell you this. Head on over to knockoutboxing.us to get more information. And there's a little something, George, I take to recover. Because as you get older, and you know that by experience, George, the older you get, the harder it takes to recover after a good little workout, don't you think? Listen, I always recover. But yes, you're right. A good workout always is a good plus. Yes, well, there's one thing I'm taking, that's Fightback CBD. Head on over to Fightback CBD. Uh, visit them on their website, which is fightbackcbd.com, or you can follow them on Instagram and purchase yourself Fightback CBD. Trust me when I tell you, your recovery will be a whole lot better. And get the funk off your junk. Visit ballwash.com and purchase yourself some ball wash to get all that little smelliness down there. And you'll be you'll be smelling like roses. It makes a great holiday gift. All right, let's go ahead and speak some professional wrestling. Coming up next on this episode of Reality Check. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, a lot of stuff happening in the world of pro wrestling. Let's get to the chase here. You know, I got to see a glimpse of WWE TLC, but we were having a conversation prior to the podcast, recording the podcast, that uh, left a very sour taste in your in your mouth as far as this pay-per-view. It's kind of like the like the bastard child. Nobody even paid attention. For goodness sake, Vince McMahon and Paul Levesque or Triple H were not even in the building uh, when TLC took place. Listen, they had their good moments, but overall, I would not say that this was one of their best pay-per-views ever produced. I feel like a good amount of that pay-per-view was sloppy as hell, and social media let them know. Like I told you off the air, this was an opportunity for the WWE to promote and show off new talents, to show off new faces the not your typical Cena's and and fiends and so yes it was Bray Wyatt but I'm talking about the fiend okay 
you know, no, this was an opportunity to finally build new stars, and I think they failed on doing so. I don't think any stars were were born yesterday. Uh, you know, besides, of course, Alistair Black and and uh, and uh, and also the ladder match, uh, it, the the ladder match between the two tag teams, the Revival and the New Day. But the aside from that, I wasn't a fan of the rest of the the event. I, I like I told you, I had seen about the first three matches. I still need to catch up on it. But I I went from seeing the Kabuki Warriors, and then from there, all of a sudden, I see Roman Reigns. Jumping from the crowd, spearing Corbin. What? How, how, how do you just end up from one thing at the end of the pay-per-view to another? Just like that. I, I just don't understand. If I'm just tuning in and I don't know what the hell is going on, usually you kind of know, right? But here I was completely lost. I remember at the... I don't remember what year. I think it was 18 or 19. I'm not sure. But when they when Oscar won the Royal Rumble and Ronda Rousey came out and interrupted the victory, everyone on social media went on there and and started complaining, saying how Ronda took away the uh, the 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 oomph of that event, the oomph of Oscar winning the title, like and all that stuff that she stole the spotlight. Where's that hate now? And to be honest with you, I think what happened last night on uh, on TLC was ten times worse than Ronda Rousey coming out and just pointing out at at a sign. I, I agree, because at, at least there's some continuation, and you bring Ronda Rousey. Okay, look, I'm here to you know set the the, the standard for the women's wrestling, whatever. But you went from the Kabuki Warriors, you went from Asuka on a ladder, hoisting the title. And then automatically you just switch to Roman Reigns and all this bunch of people. What? You know what I mean? It just makes no sense whatsoever. I agree. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the match just ended. Uh, you could have shown the Kabuki Warriors celebrating, doing their thing, whatever. Instead, you panned out to a whole entire locker room brawling for who knows what. So, yeah, where's the hate now? That's all I'm going to ask. Well, that is pretty much the ending of this year's uh, pay-per-views uh, with TLC. And, and I understand that WWE has a lot of uh, uh, people on the roster, but you know, I, sometimes I would wish that they would just stick to the good old four to maybe five pay-per-views instead of just spoon-feeding us all these pay-per-views every single month. Because that it just doesn't make any sense. That Really, was that TLC pay-per-view needed? I don't think so, but I have heard rumors that they're going to do away with the gimmick pay-per-views next year. Let's see if it's true. Yeah, it's just, just, just get rid of it, man. You know, that. what's the point? I, I'd rather you give me a special like a, like a, like a Starcade or like something, something unique, cool, but don't give me a pay-per-view just because you want to give me a pay-per-view. Let it mean something, for goodness sake. Nonetheless, uh, switching gears here, Ultimate Fighting Championship, former heavyweight champion and light heavyweight champion, Daniel Cormier uh, almost got involved in a WWE angle. Uh, Cormier revealed to BT Sport that he was uh, supposed to be at a press conference with Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. If you remember, Lesnar and Velasquez fought on uh, October 31st, Halloween this year, uh, over in Saudi Arabia. Now, he also got 
an offer to broadcast or be a broadcaster for the WWE Backstage program. He just didn't uh, commit to anything because of his commitments with the UFC at ESPN. Now, George, Daniel Cormier, I think, will be a perfect fit for the WWE. He has the talk. He has the look. He's a freaking two-time or two-divisional champion. He's an Olympic wrestler. And he's in his 40s. But as you know, the peak for some of these wrestlers are in their 40s. Hence, Chris Jericho, you know, who's close to 50. If he's not, he's 50 already. And he's at his high, had his high peak in his career. Either way, bringing in a, a Daniel Cormier, would you think would obviously was going to going to raise some eyebrows going to get some some media attention but would it change the spectacle or the panorama in the WWE as we speak or are there already too many people already in there um uh, first and foremost not to kind of like throw a curveball but if Daniel Cormier came to the WWE I don't think he'll be coming in as a professional athlete he'll be coming in as a commentator he is actually has spoken uh, to many uh, media outlets saying that if he ever does come to the WWE is to do commentary is to be part of the media. So and that I would agree that Daniel Cormier will be a great asset to that division because he's a great commentator for the UFC. Imagine that kind of knowledge with his kind of passion in the WWE. Yeah, I would love to see him on the commentary table, whether it be in NXT, the uh, SmackDown, Raw. I would love to see him being part of the commentary team. And he will bring in that credibility, knowing that he has that background in mixed martial arts and being a, a competitor in the Olympic team. No doubt about that. I think he will be an absolute uh, prize uh, in the commentating uh, booth, whether it be in the NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. I would say that he would be a really good fit for Fox, in my opinion. Yeah, so then SmackDown it is. Uh, again, I really would love to see him uh, work with the media. Uh, and I really look forward to it, even though it's been a couple of years that they've been wanting to work with Cormier. And we've been waiting, but uh, time will tell. Switching other gears here now, Ring of Honor. And I think it hasn't got that much uh, of press or attention but PCO, a former WWE champion who is now well into his 50s, has become a champion of the promotion of ROH. He defeated Roosh. George, this could be a publicity stunt. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that PCO will be and, and potentially be a great athlete. Uh, I mean, uh, a champion. He is a great athlete. I mean, look what he's doing at 50-something years old. Uh, I don't know too many 50-something year olds that are are doing uh, uh, um, somersaults up to the third uh, rope uh, that I'm aware of, as far as I am. But do you think, too, that this is just an opportunity for ROH to get the attention? Because the only attention they've been getting, unfortunately, is the lack of crowd in the seats. Well, PCO, a.k.a. Pierre Quillette, has actually, you know, garnered a lot of attention both on social media and in the wrestling world for his crazy antics uh, of the the pain that he puts himself through uh, to show people that even at his age, he does not feel pain. And a lot of people kind of are getting upset about it and some people love it. 
the people that hate it, they think it's a circus act. Uh, the people that love it are just enjoying the ride. You, let's admit something. No one, you're never going to satisfy everyone. So what right now, what I will say is ROH did something different by giving the belt to, uh, to PCO. Uh, I would love to see where it goes because PCO has done some entertaining matches. Uh, so we can see, I guess we'll see where the future lies with ROH, but it is great and is actually very inspiring to see someone at his age winning one of the top three brand championships. I, I agree. I think that it's something that's going to set some, some, some eyebrows there and, and, and get that attention and of course for the promotion. And essentially he's now the face of ROH and sure he's well into his fifties, but the guy can do it. Shoot. In my opinion, he's he's moving better than Chris Jericho. I think so. But at the same time, like I said, a lot of people are taking his character as a circus act. So right now, we just have to enjoy the ride and and, and give him credit where credit is due. And, and, and what he's doing is phenomenal. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Speaking of Jericho, he called an internal meeting. There were some issues with the tag team division on AEW. They were just... And let's be honest, I, I've seen AEW, and these tag matches with the Young Bucks, you lose control. It's just a whole bunch of people flying everywhere, and, and there's no tagging whatsoever. That's pretty much out, just out the window. And Chris Jericho called for this meeting uh, to kind of set the rules and say, hey, guys, let's stick to the basics. Keep doing what you're doing, but let's stick to the basics. Let's not forget to tag each other. Uh, one of the other guys that was mentioned was the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, who tend to forget about tagging each other. They claim that that happens in, in Lucha Libre in Mexico. It's just a constant uh, free flow of movement and maneuvers. But what really concerned me here, George, is that Jericho uh, allegedly said, or actually, no, he didn't say, he said in his podcast, that the AEW is no longer in the honeymoon phase. This is when it counts. Of course, they were having, they were going to have higher ratings, but now we're in December. Okay, now you're leading to to the final episode of the year for AEW and NXT, and both of them are producing a a great episode this coming Wednesday. Again, we're recording this on Monday. What do you think is is is, is happening here with AEW? Has it lost its steam? And by the way, they're coming to Miami, so this is your opportunity to see them in in January at the University of Miami, but do you think they've lost some steam, George? And is a Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho enough to take away viewers from NXT when they are having a Finn Balor versus an Adam Cole? Listen, I just support wrestling. I I back up both AEW and NXT. But if you really want me to, realistically speaking, NXT has this show won this week. With just the main events uh, that they have, uh, you know, scheduled. Uh, like you told me off the air, uh, Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. First time ever. Uh, Rhea Ripley uh, versus uh, uh, Shayna Baszler for the women's title. And God knows what else. Uh, you know, NXT, because NXT is no longer an hour long. It's two hours. So they could always surprise us with other great matches. So NXT, I feel like, is taking the ball and running with it. And I think this week is really going to hurt. Not hurt, but it's going to... It's going to... 
you're going to see the difference starting. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think AEW is against the ropes. Even Jericho said, I don't know if it was on his podcast or yeah. he was in or, or on a different interview. He said that the lack of rules is killing AEW. And that's coming from a veteran in your own locker room. That's coming from your champion. Your champion just downgraded AEW. What does that say? Interesting thought there. We'd love to take your hear your opinion. Send us an email, info at theromanshow.com. Or you can follow us on the socials at The Roman Show on Twitter, at Roman Show Media on Instagram and on Facebook. And follow us on our YouTube account. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. But you can find everything all at once at theromanshow.com. All right, folks, as we've been saying here earlier on in the program, Titan FC takes place. Erwin Rivera will put up his title against Danny Sabatello, the undefeated title, uh, the undefeated fighter. 6-0 and going up against Erwin. Erwin has a wonderful story to tell as he overcame a, uh, a very scary injury. He bounced back. Uh, on that comeback, he defeated his opponent in a very, very highlight reel, uh, fa- uh, fashionable uh, moment. And now he is the champion. He is going to put that strap on the line against Sabatello, who is a, a Purdue uh, wrestler and with a lot of with some great hands. And you're going to see that main event this weekend. And we have both Rivera and Sabatello coming up next on The Roman Show. Well, everyone, Titan FC will finish off the year December 20th with an awesome fight card. And this man on the line will be headlining that fight card. I'm talking about the Italian gangster, Danny Sabatello. He'll be taking on the bantamweight champion, Erwin Rivera, in the main event. December 20th, Titan FC will take place at the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale. But if you are not in Florida and unable to make it to the show, no worries. You can catch it on UFC Fight Pass. Danny, thanks so much, man, for joining me here again on the program. And congrats on this title opportunity, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, and um, I'm stoked for it. You know, this is the second time that you fight for Titan FC. Your your first one obviously was a success. First round uh, win for you. How was your reaction when they notified you, hey, you're getting a title shot? Yeah, I was pretty ecstatic. Um, I had a feeling it was coming just because of my resume and, and my pedigree and, you know, my background and everything. But, uh, again, it, it's ecstatic to have it come true, to have this title shot come to uh, fruition. Um, Titan is a great promotion, and I'm just glad that they would give me an opportunity to uh, showcase my skills. You know, when you mentioned about Titan FC being a good promotion, you fought for that again. You made your debut in August. How important is to be a part of a promotion like Titan FC? Because you fight in other promotions here in Florida, but of course, Titan FC airs on UFC Fight Pass. So after you had that fight, did, were, were there any changes to you as far as other people reaching out to you because of the the, the platform that Titan FC gives you? Yeah, absolutely. Titan FC is a big promotion. Uh, it gets a lot of exposure, so, you know, it's on UFC Fight Pass and all that, so a bunch of more people are viewing these fights, 
Uh, I got a lot more people reaching out, a lot more people watching my fights, and you know, people are starting to take notice, not just because of my fight skills, but just because of the platform that Titan FC gets to provide for its fighters. Obviously, you've had a, a great year so far. In fact, you've been nominated for uh, Florida Fighter of the Year in 2019. And just to add gold, there would just be the uh, the cherry on top to end 2019. So, Danny, what can you tell me about Erwin Rivera? Uh, Rivera, of course, a stand-up guy. He overcame a, a leg injury. He came and he defeated Matt Waggy, and he got a, he he was able to earn a, a, this this championship. So, what can you tell me about your opponent? Honestly, I really don't know too much. Uh, I don't buy into the whole system of watching so much film on your opponent and, and giving him all this credit and all this stuff that he deserves. Uh, to gain my attention, he's going to have to show me something in the cage, and, and that's it. Um, I do have my coaches look at a little bit of film just so if there's something out of the ordinary they can help me out with. Um, just so far, I know that he's a good amount shorter than me and that he's southpaw. So, I mean, from there, that's it. You know, the training doesn't really alter too much at all um i'm not training to beat one specific opponent I'm, I'm training to beat everybody and be the best fighter in the world you know this this Irwin rivera is just a stepping stone in, in my career and that's it um but of course you know you gotta you gotta respect someone's game a little bit just because with this fight game it, it's crazy you can be knocked out or submitted in, in the flash of an eye so you do have to be a little bit cautious but um, you don't want to give too much respect because you'll just get away from your game. And I'm, that's when I'm on my game and no one can stop me when I'm on my game. Last time you had uh, Mike, Bruno, uh, Mike Brown and, and Steve Bruno cornering you, would these men be uh, behind you as well? And, and, and do you rely on them? Are they the ones that are just checking out Rivera for you and telling you how to prepare for this fight? Or is this just them two, some of the guys and there's other people involved? Yes, absolutely. Mike Brown, Steve Mako, Steve Bruno... Conan Silvera, these guys are all my coaches. I, I communicate with them every day, you know, whether it's at practice or at the end of the day, just going through my, my schedule and, and what they've seen and what they like, what they don't like. They look at my sparring footage, you know, all that type of stuff. That, that's just, it's huge, you know, because I put all my confidence in them. Um, I'm a product of them. We've got world champions, UFC champions at American Top Team. So, I know if I just listen to these guys, then, you know, one day that's going to happen. I just got to stay on the course and just keep believing in those coaches. And American Top Team, of course, has some of the, the, the best of the best fighters, champions, and so forth. So is there one particular person or people that you are sparring with or training with to prepare you for Irwin? No, not at all. And that's the beautiful thing about American Top Team is there's just so many high-level opponents that you don't have to go with one guy every single day. Because that could be detrimental to your career, you know? You get smarter against one guy and you know what he likes to throw, you know? And it's just not a realistic look. When when you got opponents, when you've got around 30 opponents in your career, you got to be training to fight 30 different fight styles. You can't be training against one different fight style. So when I go to the gym and I've got a billion other high-level fighters, I can choose whoever I want. And now I'd like to touch base because I'm not sure if you're aware, or maybe you have been aware, but uh, Rusin Calacani, he was the original uh, bantamweight champion, and now Irwin has stepped up as a champion. Unfortunately, Rusin suffered a, a stroke when he took a fight overseas in Brazil uh, due to cutting weight. Uh, your thoughts about this? Because, you know, this has been a topic uh, 
for many, 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 many years, and not just in mixed martial arts, but e even in wrestling, because I know you wrestled for, for Purdue. But the weight cutting issue is such a big deal, and as we see, it could be pretty detrimental because it could potentially be the end of uh, Rudson's career. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, uh, Hudson was an American top team fighter as well. He lives in mainly Brazil, but he would come over for his camp. So I've gotten to know him a little bit, and, and he's he's a hell of a guy, great guy. Um, and it's just tragic what happened to him. Um, but but at the same breath, I think uh, you need to be smart with your weight cutting. Um, I've been cutting weight my whole life. I know people that have been cutting weight their whole life. And if you do it the, the right way, the proper way, then it shouldn't be an issue. I think sometimes this is where people get in trouble is this, if, if they do it the wrong way. Um, I, I'm not, I, I hear people talking about eliminating weight cutting from the sport and, and it just, I think it just needs to be educated weight cutting that needs to be in the sport. You know, people are just doing it the wrong way and they're facing the consequences. But there's a right way to do it. You know, of course you don't want to kill your body, you don't want to overcut weight, but I mean some cutting weight that's not the worst thing that'll happen. Uh, knowing that Rootson had some experience there at ATT, uh, is the camp, uh, I'm sure that they're aware of it. Uh, any of the coaches, hey guys, you know, we got to be more cautious with the weight cutting. Uh, any 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 information that has been relayed uh, to you guys over there as a team? Yeah, you know, we're a really tight-knit group at American Top Team. It's, it's really big family, which is crazy because we got fighters coming in from all over the world, you know. Um, but we're always looking out for each other. So we got the coaches, we got the teammates, we're all on board. We all know, you know, if you're gonna cut weight and if you're gonna cut a good amount, you just, just make sure you're doing it smart. And while you're doing it, have someone around, you know, have someone that can give you advice if you don't really know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, we're all aware of it. And uh, hopefully something like this will never happen again. Yeah, Danny. Well, thanks so much, man, for your time. Looking forward to the action December 20th. I know it's a, it's a little... Uh, it's a little challenging because you have Thanksgiving, right? And then, uh, you know, everybody eats a lot of things. So you're going to have to wait for, for Christmas, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> but either way, man, uh, congrats on this opportunity. And we look forward to seeing you in action December 20th. Titan FC 2019 is the last show for 2019. And it's going to air live on UFC Fight Pass. to so make sure that everybody goes out there. The Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale. Let's pack the place. And uh, let's watch a great fight between Danny and Irwin. Thanks so much, Danny, for your time, man. Well, uh, welcome back everyone to the Roman Show, December 20th, we've, we've been talking about it, Titan FC returns with another action-packed uh, fight card, and this man, the champion, will be putting up his title against Danny Sabatello. Joining us on the line right now, Erwin the Beast Rivera. Erwin, thanks so much for your time, man, you're getting ready for your fight. Um, gonna defend the strap against uh, Sabatello, undefeated fighter. How you feeling, man? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yes, I feel great. Um... I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm finding a little bit of a bug. <laughs> it sucks. Um, uh, these things happen, you know, during fight camp. You know, sometimes fighters, they work so hard to the point where the immune system goes down and then we get, you know, we get caught up with something. So um, I personally, I always, I look at these challenges as like a welcome challenges, you know, because I've, I've, I've dealt with them. You know, 
in the past, and I always, I always look forward to them because they're, you know, they're always little obstacles in the way, and that's just, that's just always like an indication that, you know, things are going as they're supposed to be going. And, you know, here you're going to fight uh, Danny Sabatello. Uh, this is an, an undefeated fighter. He's been having a good reputation, especially yes. here in Florida. What, what are your thoughts on this guy? From from what we've seen, he, he's a good stand-up guy, quick, fast, young, agile. What are your thoughts on your opponent? Yeah, I mean, um, Daniel, he's a little, he's, he's, he's a little bit of a, of a wild card, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I was, I was studying him last night. I was looking at a couple thick footage that, that I have of him. It's not really much to work with. Um, not really much out there, you know. Um, most of this fight's been underground. So, uh, I did get to see a couple things. Obviously, it's the last Titan fight. And, uh, I saw a couple of his wrestling matches. I got to see a couple of his interviews and, uh, see what kind of mindset, uh, this individual is that I'm dealing with and um, he's a very confident fighter you know he's a very confident fighter he's obviously riding on a six six one street so um, you know it's it's gonna be a very interesting fight um, I know exactly what I gotta what I gotta do and I know how I'm gonna do it um, like I said man you know this is a very it's a wild card you know with him um, I know exactly what I have to do I'm gonna go out there and I'm do it and um I'm just very, very focused on this fight, you know. I, I know what's at stake here. I know, you know, how important this fight is for me. You know, this, this is my first main event type, um, event with, with Titan. So, to me, it's a blessing. And this, this, this is a huge opportunity for me. So, I'm taking it incredibly serious. I know exactly what I have to do and I'm going to go out there and do it. Would you say there's some similarities uh, against Waggy where, where you won your title? Because Waggy is, is a wrestler. Danny, too, has his... You know, top of the line wrestling. He was a Purdue champ, uh, a wrestling champ, and of course, a stand up. Would you say there's some similarities in there? Absolutely. Um, there's going to be a similarity, but there's still it, 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 it's different. It's a different fighter. You know, every fighter is different. It's a different body type as well. You know, um, Waggy was, I believe, 5'8 or 5'7, while uh, Salatello is about 5'10. You know, so it, it, a lot, of, a lot of little factors play into 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 this game, but um, ultimately, you know, he's a wrestler. You know, he's a wrestler. We know what he wants to do. You know, where where his strengths are, um, and we just gotta make sure that you know we we put him on, we put on him, and we gotta make him uncomfortable. You know, we gotta make him feel uncomfortable. So um, it'll be a, it's gonna be a fun fight. You know. It, and the good thing that I do like about uh, Daniel is that, you know, he comes forward. And that's nice, you know. It's not, you know, the guy is going to try to fight, you know. So it's nice, you know. Cause I love fighting, man. Anybody who actually brings me to fight and actually comes to me, you know, it just it goes to the show. I, you know, I just, I get, I get, I'm, I'm more free to be able to do what I love to do, you know, as opposed to trying to chase somebody with Waggy. With Waggy, he was very cautious, you know, he took his time, he was there, he played a very smart fight, you know, he was taking his time, he, he, was, he was he was on the outside, you know, Sabatello is going to come forward, so it's nice. Well, I mean, you have just a, just an awesome story, and, you know, we had you here when you, when you were making your comeback 
uh, after yeah, yeah. that Endear Terry fight where you suffered a, a, a very serious injury, but you came back and you defeated Lazar Stajadinovic in, in, in such a highlight reel uh, fashion. And here you are, we're talking about three what, three fights now, and uh, now it'll be the third fight, and, and you're a champion. I mean, how, how awesome does that feel, man, to overcome all those obstacles and to be where you are today? Um, like I said, man, um, I'm, I'm the man of God, and I'm a man of faith, and I always believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, um, being put through the things that I've been put through, you know, I, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful, and, and I'm so humble. You know, I, I know that I'm champion, and, and I love, I love just, you know, hearing that from everybody else. You know, I, I love being called champion, being called champion, being called champion. Like, it's a beautiful feeling. But I was once told that you work hard to get to the top, and then you work even harder to stay there. So, you know, I take everything incredibly serious. You know, I'm very humble about everything, you know, and, and I'm very grateful for everything. You know, my story is it's, it's a story that needs to be told. It needs to be heard. And um, my story is only beginning. You know, this 2019 was my reincarnation. You know, in 2020, it's going to be my takeover. So, that's the way that I see things. But one, one, one step at a time, one fight at a time, you know, we're in the moment while we have Danny Sabatello in front of us. We're taking them incredibly serious. And uh, we're going to make this story, we're going to make this story really, really good. And we're going to keep going and keep pushing. And Trini, I know last time, um, you, you, you still have the hard knocks, but you train in other places too with, with your boxing. Yes. Are we still keeping the same camp, the same team, same same uh, absolutely, same strategy? Man. Absolutely, man. Yep, absolutely. That's that's my team, man. I call call everybody Team Beast. You know, <laughs> I I officially made that my uh, incorporation, Team Beast Incorporated. Whoa! <laughs> you know, and uh, I, <laughs> I I take it incredibly serious, man. I love my team, bro. Like, you know, Team ISP. I'm with those guys. Start conditioning. Um, Team Hard Knocks. I'm with those guys, you know, from kickboxing. I've been with Henry Boots since the beginning of my career, since my amateur career, you know, so I'm still rolling with him. You know, I'm rolling with my boxing guy, Jorge Rubio. I got my physical therapist, HBO, you know, with Ian. Ian, he's an amazing, he's amazing physical therapist. He gave me amazing massages, you know, and he trained me throughout my, my, my off season. I have such an amazing camp, and the best thing about all these guys, the best thing about every single one of these guys, is that they all understand like how they're all working for me. Like they all understand. Like they all. They, there's never an ego. There's always, you know, Erwin. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Like just keep doing your thing, bro. Like they're always saying that. You know, there's no ego. There's no all oh, you can train with me. Like it's a blessing, man. I have. I, I don't know how I did it to be honest, but I've managed to assemble an amazing team. And um, we're rolling with it, man. We're rolling with it, and we're going as far as we can go with it. And you have such top talent over there at Hard Knock. I mean, hello, you got the Kamaru, yeah. the champ, and so many. And you being a champion, how is the atmosphere right now in that camp? You have your title defense. Kamaru has his title, big title defense just a week before. I mean, that, that training room must be freaking hyped. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, uh, we got several champions, man. We got... You know, we got champions in Bellator, champions in the UFC. We got champions in One FC. You know, like we got guys from all over, man, who, who are champions and other hungry, hungry 
contenders, you know. And then we got the OGs, the original gangsters in there as well. Like, you know, the guys that I've been I've been with that campus forever, man. So I've seen a lot of people come and go. And right now, at this very moment, this is probably the best that I've ever seen the, the, the team, man. You know, we we all have like a, a WhatsApp where we like a like group chat, you know, uh-huh. and we all encourage each other. We all, you know, we praise each other. You know, we we crack jokes on each other. You know, uh-huh. but but it's all love. Like you know, like this is probably like the best energy that that's ever been. You know. Uh, specifically, our whole squad because we went through a lot, you know, as as Black right. millions, you, you, you know, all the all the stories that we right. went through and everything. And um, right now, this 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 is the best we've ever been, man. You know, Coach Greg, you know, uh, Coach Kami, Coach Henry, you know, even Sean Soriano, one of the coaches as well. You know, like uh, everybody, everybody, you know, they're doing an amazing job, man. And and everybody's training each other, everybody's playing, everybody's doing their thing. You know, and it's beautiful, man. It's, good. it's always good to be surrounded by beautiful energy. You talk about the OGs. One of the big OGs there is Rashad Evans. And then uh, I know he's been doing yeah. his thing, but every, every now and then does he sneak in and uh, coach oh, your yeah. teacher a little bit or something? He still goes at it. I know yeah, he's retired. No but. question. No question, bro. He's always, he's always coming in, bro. He's always coming in, always grinding with us. You know, still training, bro. You know, you have to understand that, like, even, even with me as well, like, sometimes... This isn't what we do. This is who we become. You know, like fighting isn't something that we we just do just because we have to do. Like it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of you. Like real true OG, real true fighters, true fighters. You know, they they're gonna keep grinding no matter what, man, because it's a part of them. You know, no matter if they're retired or not, they're gonna just come in. They're gonna train with the gang. They're gonna. They're gonna do their thing, you know, whether they're fighting for a, a, a fight or not, you know, it's just, it's inside of them. It's inside of us, like, you know, we, we, we just have to train. We feel the need to train, you know? So, it's always nice to have them come in, you know? Um, AJ just started coming back up, you know, he's starting to get back in shape as well, Anthony Johnson, mm-hmm. you know? It's nice. Vitor actually comes in every once in a while, too, so. Wow. It's nice, man. It's always nice to see these guys, man. So, who are we gonna have cornering you that night with, with so many studs in that camp? Uh, I usually, I'm, I keep it simple, man. I always like having, uh, obviously, Gilbert Burns. Um, he's my brother, man. You know, he, he he's my hardworking brother, man. There's nobody in this world that works as hard as him. You know, and me and him just always working. We're always training together. You know, uh, we're, we're two different weight classes, obviously, but we're always working together man we always encourage each other we always push each other we always send each other motivational quotes and stuff you know so he's always riding with me you know um he's, he's, my, he's my blood brother bro he's always riding with me in all my fights and obviously i got my vato i call him my vato sean soriano uh-huh. he's a killer man he's so knowledgeable of the fight game he's so intelligent you know his fight iq is great you know and um and i love his striking man his striking is top tier you know, so he's always riding with me as well. He's my brother, he's my blood brother. He's been my roommate since like a long time ago, since I first moved down here. You know, obviously we don't live each other. We don't live with each other anymore, but we're still rolling together. He's my vato man, my brother. He's rolling with me. And then I have uh, two, two actually of my best friends coming down from New York, and I wanted them to walk out with me because uh, I started doing like a trend, started doing something where I have like a family member always come down and. And, and walk out with me and, and, and be there ringside with me, you know. Um, in the first ever fight that I came back and looked with, 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 
that I came back to with the Lazar fight, I had uh, my best friend, uh, Christopher Sabella, he came down and uh, he was there in my corner, man, you know, just feeding me positive energy the whole time. And then he landed, he was like, oh, you're going to knock this guy out. I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> you know, it's always nice to have that beautiful energy, that good energy. Energy is so important to me, you know, and he's coming down again, you know, to feed me that energy. Um, I got my best friend Richie coming down again to feed me that energy. I love to be surrounded by people who love me. You know what I mean? People who are genuinely happy that I'm that I win. You know, people who are genuinely happy. There's no ego, no nothing. Good energy is so hard to find, and um, I have great energy right now, man. Even like I said, like with this little bug that I'm fighting, like I feel great, man. This fight camp has been awesome. You know, we're we're down to the last two weeks, and we're just we're fine tuning. We're fine tuning to make sure that we do everything right. All right, yo. Well, you got you to load up a little bit in the vitamin C's, double it up. So I got to ask you. Oh, you know, I'll, be, I'll be straight. I'll be straight <laughs> in like two days. But I'm, You'll I be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, I, I have to ask, of course, Titan FC, you know, is, is pretty much a launching pad, especially if you're a champion, you know. The UFCs, yeah. the Bellators are keeping an eye. What, what, I, and I know you're focused right now on Danny, but... The, has that come into into your mind? And you know, if I, if I beat Danny, Always. you know, what, what is it going to take? What do you think a victory over Danny Always. will get you there, or do you think you're going to have to do one or two more? Um, I believe. I mean, the thing with me is like, I've, you know, I've never ever had an easy way out. You know, I've never had an easy route for anything. You know, everything that I've ever had, even winning the championship, everything, everything nothing's ever been easy for me it's always been so difficult and I've always had to earn it you know so in the past in the past I've always I've always you know oh, I'm going to be this at this age I'm going to be this at this age I'm going to be this at this age you know like I've had everything mapped out since, since the start of my career you know and things didn't they just didn't work out you know because uh, for a lot of reasons you know I know exactly every reason why things didn't work out but I've always just tried to rush things, you know, try to rush things. And now I'm I'm in a position where, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I'm doing everything correct. I'm doing everything right. My body's healthy. You know, I feel good. Like I feel the best that I've ever felt. I'm 30 years old. I'm I'm a, I'm a grown, mature man. You know, my mind is 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 better. It's smarter. You know, my body is, is at its physical peak. Like I feel the best that I've ever felt in my life, and you know, and I know that I'm coming into my peak. These are, these are my, this is the beginning of my peak years, you know? So, you know, like I said, I just take everything fight by fight, you know? As much as I would love to say, you know, after this fight, yeah, I believe, you know, I deserve it. I believe it'll come. I have a feeling that it will come. But, um, you know, I don't rush it. Like I said, you know, if it comes, that's amazing. That's awesome. I'm fucking ready for the opportunity. Put me in there. Put me up. I fucking promise you. Put me in there. Give me that chance, and I will show you what I can do. You know, if they, if the UFC calls, awesome. If Bellator calls, awesome. If you know whoever else calls, awesome. But if not, if they need me to wait one more, you know, no problem. You know, I welcome it. Like I said, I welcome it. I know where I'm heading. You know, I'm in a good position. I know what I need to do. I feel good, better than I've ever felt. You know, so. Whatever I, have, whatever I have to do, I go and I, I'll get it done.
And, and, and last question here, Ruth and Calocane, you know, the, the former champion, you, know, you guys yeah. were actually supposed yeah. to meet uh, to unify the title. Unfortunately, Rutsen yeah. suffered a, a, a very tragic uh, episode with the, you know, allegedly yeah. he suffered a stroke. Uh, your thoughts on that, man? Because that's, that's pretty scary. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, man, I, I really, when I found that out, man, that shit hit my, that shit hit my heart really bad, bro. Because, you know, I know what that's like. I mean, like, you know, I know what it's like to, to, to number one, have a family. You know, he has a family. You know what I mean? He has a little kid. He has, he has a wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to have a family. I know what it's like to have a family and to be put in a position like that. Like, when I broke my leg with the dear Terry, I didn't know what I was going to do, bro. Like, you know, I'm grateful that I have my job, you know, where, where I work part-time. You know, I'm grateful that I have that, but they were very supportive. And, you know, they gave me as much work as I could, you know, even with one fucking leg, bro. Mm -hmm. She's crazy. You know, I'm very grateful that I have them, but I, I don't know whether he has that or he doesn't, but I know what he's feeling and I know his fa how his family's feeling. And I, and I really, you know, I, you know, I feel very bad for him. I, you know, I hit, I hit my heart bad. At the end of the day, you know, we're just, we're fighters. Yeah, we, we love to fight. We, we, you know, we, we, we do what we have to do, you know, but we just want to provide for, for our families, especially fighters who have families. Like, you know, we just want to provide for our kids. We want to provide for, for our wives or, you know, our, our family members to, to be better off, you know. So it's, it's very unfortunate, but I know more than anything that he, he's going to pull through, man. I know he's going to pull through, you know, because he's a fighter. You know, he's going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting until he's better, all better, you know. And, and with that injury, you know, you never know, you know, because it's, 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 it's psychological it's a mental thing you know you, you never know what's going to happen but there's no doubt in my mind he's going to pull through man the guy's a champion for a reason you know that the guy that guy he was champion for a reason you know to be to become a champion you know it, it's a different mindset you know you you're willing to battle through adversity you're willing to get to those to those tough moments in your life and and surpass them you know and that's exactly what he's done in the past and i know that he was going to overcome this as well so, you know, my, you know, big blessings to him and his family, and I know he's going to be all good. Yeah, and I know the entire MMA community has come together for support, and there's a GoFundMe page, uh, so well, you know, yeah. everyone is uh, supporting him, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back real, real back soon, and we'll get this man walking. And you never know, he might just like you. You had a, yeah, a great story. He, he might, he, he might he walk will, into bro. a cage he again. Will. He will, bro. He will. Yes, he sir. will. He will walk. You know, when he gets better, and That's when right. he walks. You know, so well, he will be good, man. Well, Erwin, I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, Titan FC's last show for 2019. Great fight between you yeah. and Danny. I know both of you guys are going to bring... I'm excited to announce both of you guys because I know yeah. you guys are going to... I can't even picture how it's, you guys are going to throw down, man. Bro. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be a fun show December 20th. We're going to close out the, the year great. You know, we're going to close out the calendar year great. Set up the new year right. You know, it's going to be an amazing show. And still, NFC undisputed champion, Erwin <laughs> Beast Rivera. <laughs> you said it better than me. Maybe you can announce yourself after your win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much for your time, man. Good luck, and uh, look forward to see you in action against Danny, man. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to... 
the showdown. Well, we look forward to seeing both uh, both these men inside the cage this Friday night at the Extreme Action Park. It's going to be a great fight there. Really, really, really pretty evenly matched fight, uh, to say the least. And you can see this all live at the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale. KTAX.com is a website to get your tickets. Or you can watch it live on the UFC Fight Pass channel. Uh, can't wait to go in there and announce this weekend. Really looking forward to it, man. All right, well, want to get some stuff here. Pay-per-view this past weekend. Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington, they finally met. If you remember Kobe and Kamara were growing at it. Um, they even went the uh, the Trump route. Kobe Covington is a very Trump supporter. In fact, he even went to the White House and met Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. Um, and here it is. Both these guys went off. They finally met inside the octagon. Kamaru, who is originally from Nigeria uh, and is now an American citizen, uh, defeated Kobe. And, and in that fight, they were actually screaming or yelling, USA, USA. Kamaru says that the reason they were selling is yelling that is not because of Kobe, but because of him, because he represents what America is, what it is today, which is he's an immigrant that came from another country to the United States and made it. Um, nonetheless, who should he face next? Who should he defend his title against? Although Kobe gave him a hell of a fight. It's not worth a rematch yet. But I will tell you that the next guy that Kamara should face is our good buddy, our very own Jorge Masvidal. He's had a lot of attention, uh, a great highlight reel knockout again against Ben Askren. And there's no reason why George Masvidal, the baddest mother effer alive, deserves a title shot against Kamaru. This fight should happen eh, maybe in the sometime in the springtime or whatnot, whenever Kamaru, if he if he didn't uh, get any injuries, is ready to go. This is the fight to make 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 next. It makes a lot of sense. It's gonna have a lot of hype. Masvidal will make that with all the talking smack he's been doing. I think it's a, a fight uh, that many of us want to see. And then on the contrary, you have Kobe. He should face a Tyrone Woodley, a former champion um, who hasn't fought in quite some time. And let's see what type of uh, uh, condition he is in to get inside the octagon. Another uh, a surprise that we held had this past weekend is Alexander Volkanovsky defeated Max Holloway. Max Holloway held on to his featherweight title for a very long time. But the Australian defeated Max and Dana White has stated that, yes, there will be a rematch between these two, and he would preferably like it to be in Australia. So Alexander could have all that support by his countrymen and women. Amanda Nunes defeated Jermaine de Radaim at UFC 245. She was tested. It wasn't an easy fight for her. In fact, it went all five rounds. Originally, these guys met, these girls met prior and uh, Amanda made it look very easy, but not, not not this time around. But Amanda continues to be the GOAT, a two-divisional champion. And now there's one person that wants a piece of Amanda, and that is boxer Clarissa Shields. But Amanda did say that if this fight does take place, uh-uh, only one place is going to happen, and it ain't in the boxing ring. She wants it in the octagon. With that being said, we'd like to thank you uh, for listening to The Roman Show this week. Once again, visit our website, theromanshow.com, for more information. And we'll catch you next week right here for our final episode of 2019. 
George, we are about to start a new decade, 2020. Man, I thought by now we would have flying cars, but the only thing we have is Uber. Hey, what's wrong with Uber? I'm just saying. Well, either way, 2020 is going to be the year of dashing. And let me just tell you something real quick. Should we announce our guests for next week? Uh, well, no, actually, next week we're gonna we're gonna have a recap, but not the the, the guests for the coming year or guests per se. Oh, so basically, you're doing a recap. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, well, no, 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 no. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and welcome in. Let's go ahead. Let's give them in next week, Monday. Or shoot, we're gonna record this thing a little earlier because. You got Christmas and, and all that good stuff. And I'll probably be whiskey now. I need to, you know, heal from all this pain I have in me. But uh, go ahead. Let it, let it, let it, let it loose. Let it, let it, give, give, give him the heads up, man. Next week, we're going to have none other <laughs> than Chris Hype Henry making his debut here in Miami, Florida for my show, The Sweetwater Pro Presents Born Ready. Chris Hype Henry will be here. And I I hate these guys. I really do. But they demanded this position. And because you're a businessman, you took it. Alex Todd of Freedom will be here. I, that's all I'm going to say. And that will be in the new year. And then we have one more. Nah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But, you know, you mentioned he, uh, um, that this is the first time Chris is making his debut in Miami. Yep, Chris Hype Henry makes his debut here in the very first time he's ever stepped on Miami soil. And let me tell you something, if you've never heard of him, I'd suggest you look him up. He's a high flyer, he's a, he's a highlight reel, that man knows what he's doing, he's a veteran in that ring, and he will be going up against two other veterans at Born Ready, January the 18th. I'm talking about El Sicario. El Sicario. Ricky Martinez and Freedom's own Vertigo the Cure Rivera in a three-way and the winner of that three-way will earn a SPW championship match at Justice for All. You can't get better than that. You can't get better than that. That's this upcoming January 2020 to kick off uh, the year. It's going to be a good one. All right. We'll catch you next week on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. Catch you next week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in.